Good evening, everyone. How are you all doing? Hope you're all full of beans. <laughs> um, I've chosen a cone tonight. I don't often talk about cones, but I quite like. I don't get around to them more often, but I've chosen Nansen Kills the Cat. It's a cone that uh, feels sadly relevant today. I'll read it to you. It's a case 14 from the Moomin camp. Nansen kills the cat. So, Nansen saw monks of the eastern and western halls quarreling over a cat. He held the cat up and said, if you can give a word of Zen, you will save the cat. If not, I will kill it. No one could answer, and Nansen cut the cat in two. <laughs> that evening, Joshua returned. Joshua, by the way, was a student of Nansen. That evening, Joshua returned, and Nansen told him of the incident. Joshua took off his sandal, placed it on his head, and walked out. Nansen remarked, if you had been there, you would have saved the cat. Okay. It's a really interesting coincidence, and it can, it can cause people serious upset if you, you know, often with coins, you don't, you, are they real? Did it really happen? Or is it a story? Is it, a, it has a symbolic value? This is presented as though Nansen did kill the cat. Let's just move, let's just get move, let's just get the Joshua part out the way. Because that's easy. So that evening Joshua returned and Nansen told him of the incident. Joshua took off his sandal, placed it on his head, and walked out. If you had been there, you would have saved the cat, Nansen remarked. Has anybody an idea what Joshua was up to, putting his sandal on his head? I'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what was in Joshua's mind, why he put a sandal on his head. What do you think? Have you got any, any take on it? Feel free to join in, by the way, in the any, in, in midst of anything, any, any of this talk. Um, Roshi, Sue, um, is it something to do with the fact that a sandal doesn't have to be on your foot? It could be anywhere. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, have you ever worn a sandal on your head? You probably wore flip-flops on your head. <laughs> or nothing, don't wear shoes. Um, I kind of, kind of, I sort of can get it, but I can't explain it. Okay, well, you're, um, maybe, you're on, maybe you're on the ball, you know, maybe that was Joshua. Joshua couldn't explain it either, but he just kind of acted spontaneously. Yeah, the, the, the um, uh, oh, I can't, I can't explain it. I kind of get it. Okay, yeah. okay. I can't say anymore. <laughs> Put your slipper on your head when you go to bed tonight. See how it feels, yeah. What happens. <laughs> <laughs> well... There's, a, there's, there's, no, there's no traditional response to this. 
people don't really know why. Um, some people say it represents death. I I wonder whether he's basically saying, you know, as as is the case, that you know, the world's upside down. Why did this happen? Why was this cat killed? It's but I don't know. Roshi. Hi, Giles. Hi. Um, we, we spoke about this Cohen um, a few months ago with Swigan Sensei. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, really like it. There's a, there's a lot, a lot in it. Um, what, what came up for me then and it's coming up more now and maybe with reference to the slipper as well is it sort of Joshua is like oh when he heard about this cat being killed because nobody could resolve their differences and say a word of Zen he was like oh for God's sake kind of whatever kind yeah. of he, he must have been upset yeah. a, bit, a bit distraught and I don't know what came to me now about the slipper I don't know but it's just like maybe he'd sort of hit himself on the head with it. It was like, for God's sake, like yeah. Yeah. Kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure possible, yeah. Charles, yeah. <laughs> Just like a, a manifestation of frustration. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like drop it, get over it, like yeah. as well. Yeah. Anyway, I'll move on from Joshua Sandal. You, you, have you, if anybody, yeah, if you... If you think of something spontaneous whilst I'm talking, let me know. So let me set the tone here. So there's the Eastern Hall is arguing with the Western Hall. Now, there was a tradition. It doesn't, isn't the case now, although it still is, as far as I know, in Korea, in South Korea, this is still how monasteries are run, which is that. One hall, let's say the Western Hall, are all the monks who take care of all the admin, the gardening, growing the vegetables, boiling the rice, doing the cleaning. They do all the worldly jobs. And in the other hall are the monks who meditate. And um, in a way, the monks who meditate are serviced by the monks who operate and run the system. And they're arguing over a cat. They've both got different, obviously different perspectives about the cat and, and what the cat represents. So if you were working, if you were on the side of the monastery that was doing all the jobs, looking after the vegetables, the cleaning, the supplies, the admin, and you had a cat, what, what, Function would the cat serve for you? Keep the mice down in the kitchen, Roshi. Exactly, yeah, keep the mice down. <laughs> okay, more interestingly, you're on the other side and you're sitting in Zazen all day and the cat wanders in and out and maybe sits on your lap. What, what purpose does the cat serve for those guys? Or, or ladies, if, if they're there in those days, I don't think they were in the 10th century. 
what, what, what purpose would the cat serve for the meditating monks? He, he, the cat could help them to wake up if they were drifting. Oh, what if they were like dozing off? Yes, especially if it rubbed against them or... I was thinking the opposite, so I think if the cat sat in my lap and said, it's a doze. <laughs> that, my cat does sit on my lap, often when I'm on Zoom sitting. <laughs> okay, okay. It's quite grounding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the answer to this. I, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it was just like cosmic, you know, the cat represented nature and oneness and... I don't know. What do you think? They could be knocking uh, things over, knocking things over on the altar and causing all sorts of mischief. It could be a problem, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Dave. You could just relieve the boredom of sitting there hour after hour. <laughs> you could, couldn't they? <laughs> I don't know if you have them where you live, but we've got a cat cafe in Liverpool where you pay to go into the cafe and drink coffee. And there's cats that come and sit, you know, they just live there and they come and sit on you. People queue for when it's opening. <laughs> I don't get it, but... So we've got these two sets of monks both arguing over the cat. And they've both got different views. So, whenever you've got two different views, different perspectives. You get separation, arguments and division. Who gets priority? Which, which wing should have the cat? And Nansen asks them to say a word of Zen and they don't say anything. And according to the story, he kills the cat. What would you have done if you were Nansen? If you, you're holding the cat, imagine you're holding the cat up and you're saying to both parties, say a word of Zen or I'm gonna kill this cat. And nobody speaks. What would you do? What does that mean? Put the cat on your head. Yeah, if I can reach it. <laughs> yeah, if I can reach it. <laughs> Just do something, you know. What about if you're trying to mediate between two parties and they won't come? There's no apparent agreement to any kind of compromise. Imagine you were Nansen. Would you would you kill a cat? These these stories these stories are always about ourselves. This is not about Nansen. How far would you go to settle an argument? I think I might rehome the cat somewhere else. I don't think I'd kill it then. You'd rehome it. So you've made this threat. You're holding the cat. And nobody speaks. What are you, are you going to? What would you say? I'm going to rehome this cat and walk out. Is that that the plan? 
Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay. <laughs> Incidentally, that's Dogen's view. Dogen thought that uh, Nansen sort of just put the cat down and obviously accepted defeat and left. I suppose, in a way, maybe, uh, you know, if Nansen kills the cat, he's also got, got stuck as well, hasn't he? Because he's got to do something and he hasn't got, got a choice, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's stuck, yeah, yeah. He's trapped by his own threat. If he kills the cat, Miranda, I know you're a cat lover. Go on. <laughs> well, I've I've often looked at this story. Um, love hate relationship with it. But um, I mean, if 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 you make a threat, that's the problem with threats. If you don't carry them out, that can make things worse. So I would say it's making the threat. <laughs> Could have woken them up some other friendlier way. Surely. Okay. Okay. Roshi, yeah. um, it was his, it was his ego that made him kill the cat, wasn't it? It was his, because he couldn't let the side down and let us let it go. He said he was going to kill it. Well, that's an interesting perspective. It, so it, it was his small self. You like, but I would have let the cat go because <laughs> I'm a cat lover. But okay, and just just to amplify on it, this 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 idea of, of of the knife of cussing as a very symbolic traditional value. It's the it's the action of Manjushri. Manjushri, you know, you've got Kanzio who offers kindness and looks after folk, and then you've got Manjushri who wields the sword, the sword of wisdom. They call it. Who makes who makes tough decisions in order to have a better outcome? So, within the story, anyway, as it's presented, the symbolic value of it is that Nansen was actually doing this as a lesson for the for the monks. Have you ever done that in your life? Have you ever done something that seems quite wicked, but? Has a good outcome. Sometimes you have to put your foot down, yeah. you know, to make a boundary. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, killing an animal is rather over the limit for me. Okay. And, and do you think he did? Well, what we don't know is what happened afterwards. Yeah. Whether there was a positive outcome. Yeah. I we can't imagine it, can you? I can't imagine no. like cutting its guts open and blood all over the floor. I think, uh, oh, sorry. No, go for it. What's yeah, it? I think it is uh, more of a, I don't know, he actually cut the cat, um, but I think it's more of a metamorph. It's, uh, uh, it's a cat is an idea, is a delusion. Because of that, there is a fighting between monks and he hold that idea and cut it with a sword. My mind, delusion is gone. I would have cut it. Okay. I would try to cut it. 
and I will cut it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Every argument's for cat, basically. Situation in Ukraine is for cat. We all carry some cat. Sorry, go on, go, go, on, Mark. I, you know, I'm just wondering. You know, it, it, can you have any harmony without sacrificing something? Hmm. You know, if you want harmony or you want peace, you often have to give up something to to get it. It's not. It, there's not an easy way to it mm, mm, mm. you know i just just sort of sort of seem symbolize that maybe in my mind a bit thanks mark i've just thought the you know the the other question that brings up again is about death i mean from a relative perspective the cat's dead from a non-jew perspective it was beginningless at the beginning, this beginning and an endless end. Roshi, isn't there a version of this where you asked how to cut the cat into one again? Yeah, that's that's the that's how does Nansen cut the cut the cat into one? That's that's an that's the, the colon that comes out of this. How does Nansen cut the cat into one? And my my this is a bit zenny, you know, it smells a bit of zen in a way, I guess, but actually both sides, the monks on both sides, and both sides of any argument are finally empty. They're empty because the monks on the let's just say the monks on the on the on the admin work side. They've arrived there through the history of their life, through their genetics, through their parents, and we just keep going back and back and back and back. And we finally arrive at a beginningless beginning. There isn't any start, there isn't any foundation that you can nail or put your finger on that starts the process that finally led to them holding this position. It's empty. It's empty of any first cause. And it's the same on the other side. Both sides are empty. There's no... And in that sense, both positions are arising from an underlining unity, which is this, whatever this is, this complete interdependence that we all experience. And I guess what this practice is about finally is how, how do we how do we how do we operate in the relative world, bearing in mind the non-dual, which is has a beginningless beginning and an endless end. How do we function? How do we make decisions? This is our, this is our, this is the challenge that we all, 
we all face it, every human being, I guess, but we're particularly emphasizing this tradition. How, how do we commit to a practice, give our lives to it, and at the same time honor our daily activities in the world, the things that we have to do, you know, the decisions we have to make, the tough decisions. How, how do we do that? How do we manage that? And I think that's a cone that we all individually have to, have to answer. There isn't any, there isn't any kind of go-to place or easy answer for each of us. It's, 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 it's always, how do we act appropriately to each situation within, within our awareness of our own condition? And, you know, the irony is, is the fact that we are all different means that we're all already, we're all one as well. <laughs> it's that difference. We're all different. So we're all one. None of us are any different in our differences. So, I mean, there's no answer to this particular question. How do, how do we, how, how do we? in the midst of a particular situation, how do we act? It's, um, <clears throat> in a way, it's a very unsatisfactory practice, this. <laughs> you know? There's no sex, there's no drugs, there's no rock and roll, and there's no answers either. <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah. I'll leave it with you. I don't know. I'll leave it with you. But yeah. Yeah. It's a sad day today. It's, uh, you know, it's, I chose this cone, but. I'm being a bit flippant and jokey about it, but it kind of epitomizes exactly what's happening, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, by the way, uh, who, who was it that thought Nansen was being egotistical? Was it you, Sue? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got that idea from what Miranda was saying. I can't remember what she was saying now. But that's it, what Miranda didn't want the cat kill, that's for sure. No, exactly. But something else she said, and that's what came up. He, he made this commitment and he couldn't back down. That was the ego side of it, you know. But if you... What about if there had been a word... Would he have not been delighted and glad to surrender? I think he would have been. I don't think he need. I don't think he needed to prove his point. Yeah. 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 Interesting, isn't it? Well, I think you know this. We all have this dilemma every day over. You know, 
I welcome anything you want to say before we finish. Any observations or? I I think he made his point pretty well. We wouldn't. I mean, it's a sad story, but it's the fact that we all get stuck in our positions and yeah. we can't get out of them. We can't say a word of Zen, and we, yeah, sadly and regretfully often have to have nasty, well, nasty things happen that change things mm. for mm. us, get yeah. us out of our positions. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it, that most positive changes come out of tough situations. It would be nice if good positive changes came out of good situations, but it's usually... <laughs> They have to be tough, as you said. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about answers so much, but it's pissed for Zen that doesn't have a bit of sex and drugs and rock and roll, surely. <laughs> Invite me when. <laughs> Let me know when. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's do the four vows. In a way, you know, the four vows completely epitomize the dilemma of this situation. Yeah. Sentient beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks everyone, thank you.